0: You go to the Middle East, what's the first thing you want to see? Something you've heard a lot about. A woman beaten for driving a car, right? (laughs) Then you get something to eat. Now what do you want to do? Camel ride. (laughs) Eh, A camel. You want to get on him, ride him around. Put a cigarette in his mouth and laugh at him. (laughs) It's a tourist attraction. Just like when you go to Southeast D.C., what do you want to see? Pregnant crack whore. Yeah. You want to see it? Ride it. Put a cigarette in her mouth. Laugh at her. Boo. Problems. Boo. You insensitive prick. Boo. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your E. Simon. i Lance Wackerly. Happy New Year there, Wacker. Thanks. First uh, episode of 2015.
2: Good old 2015.
1: Yeah. Took, uh, took a week off. It was kind of nice having a break. Were you surprised by that, like pleasantly?
2: I just had a bunch of uh, chores to do, so it's not like I had any fun when we weren't doing the
1: show. But were you expecting a, Yeah, I was
2: expecting uh, to have to show. do the show.
1: Yeah, I ended up... Um, you know what it was? It was really to build anticipation for Steele's story about his black son. And so... <laughs> was st- it... Uh, did we establish it was his son? Well, whatever. We're going to call it his son. The miracle birth. Offspring. <laughs> the miracle birth of uh, Steele's offspring. But right. yeah, so we did, in the beginning we we I, it was a long show, so I split it up into two. Plus, how often do we ever get a week off? It's rare, very rare. Yeah, it's rarely it, it just, it's just a, a rare occurrence. I figured, rarely you know what, we work hard throughout the year. We get a, we get a week off. So uh, you guys got the holiday show in two parts. Um, I know uh, the uh, second part is quite popular. A lot of people were were. Um, calling about it. I don't know. did you did you listen to that the, the show at all? No, not at all. I added a music bed under uh, Steele's story. so when he Oh, was, like a uh,
2: sentimental thing.
1: Yeah, it was it was a tearjerker. That that episode was a tearjerker, I would say.
2: Did you it like a regular uh, Barbara Walters over there?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we had a uh, a deep introspective uh, interview, like, you know. We really uh went through and explored the uh, psychology behind well, how people Steel shouldn't feels. be if afraid of their
2: emotions <laughs> embrace and, them. And that's
1: the purpose of this show to embrace emotions
2: the year of 2015 is going to be the year of the male emotion well
1: I'm, there's a uh, lot of emotions already I'm calling uh, it well i mean if you think about it it's like i want to get to this a little later in the show but it's you know 2014 which is, i would say almost the year of sensitivity
2: yeah, I'm not going to make fun of people for caring about things anymore. Yeah,
1: but people are becoming so sensitive and, and I would say over-caring. And then all of a sudden, what happens? You start the 2015 off with a massacre at a, uh, a French uh, satirist magazine. Les Massacres. Les Massacres. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wackerly, were you having a Charlie Hebdo solidarity vigil in your backyard this weekend? No,
2: it's too yeah. cold to go in the backyard. <laughs>
1: But do you. So this past week, uh, a senseless act of barbarism, senseless, barbaric, massacre. Well, for they, no reason. People keep saying that In no, France. but there was,
2: there is a reason. <laughs> people don't want to name the reason. The reason is because they didn't like what they were saying about their religion.
3: That's well, the, the reason. prophet.
2: It makes a lot of sense. I mean, They had, they had a motive. Everybody knows the motive for why they did it. I mean to. To say it's senseless is, is to just say, oh, they were just crazed gunmen. They, they were
1: maniacs. They didn't know what they were doing. No, they knew exactly what they were doing. But in but in at the Western through a Western mindset, you look at it, you're like, why 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 are you reacting that violently to a cartoon? Oh yeah, no, we and wouldn't if, do it. If, yeah, if that's why I'm saying, from like our perspective, it's senseless. But from like the Middle East, you look at like Iran, you read those Twitter feeds of people celebrating. The massacre and celebrating this attack on the West on these cartoonists you're like okay it makes perfect it's not senseless to them at all
2: were they dirking it up out in the streets with the dirking it up there's
1: like celebratory photos and everything, and like shooting AKs up in the <laughs> sky <laughs> but, it, but it makes me think it's like you know if uh if you can't take a joke in in your own in your own country (laughs) but your own country you suppress creative freedom and creative expression you don't you know you you don't allow journalism you i don't think think they
2: have to take a joke though they don't have to be like oh you got me there (laughs) like they're allowed to be you can just be furious and make your own magazine that makes fun of french people i mean there's enough fucking shit to make fun of exactly they don't don't fucking wear deodorant
1: but but that's the thing i think that's part of taking a joke it's like okay well you know it's 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 it's, it's, they're overly sensitive because they feel it like insults their religion
2: it's the ultimate get over the ultimate caring about something which i just you know i'm against even though i said i wouldn't make fun of this five seconds ago (laughs) uh it's the ultimate caring like what
1: Uh, the cartoon hurt my feelings but but that's the thing though it's it's the, you know, France has the largest Muslim population in Europe, one of the largest Jewish populations in Europe as well. But it's like you know, they there's so much anti-Semitism throughout Europe, and definitely throughout France. And you know, Jews are depicted um, monstrously in in cartoons and and articles. Yeah. You know a, across the world, bastards. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you look at like you know the uh, exaggerated uh, you know features, Semitic features in these cartoons. Are, are Jews going in and getting AK47s and bombing the editorial office of some some uh, magazine?
2: If they were getting AK47s, they would get a good price. For sale. <laughs> this is something I, I think people don't get because that's what that's where everybody wants to go with this, right? Like to, for, like uh, to draw some sort of equivalence. Uh, but yeah, Jews Jews portions, are Jews are 02 two percent, not two percent, point two percent of the world's population. Muslims are 23.2% of the world's population. The only larger uh religious group is Christians than Muslims. So it you know making fun of Islam is not like uh you know picking on the little minority cuz that's what everybody wants to make this, right? Is like the, or the the apologists for the the massacre are saying, "Well, you know, it's terrible what they did, but and people always have to throw that in. I I don't agree with this. However, because they're fucking pussies. You know, however, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be uh expressing these types of feelings that belittle somebody's feel uh religious beliefs. But it's a, they're fucking they're a quarter of the world. It's like you're it's not like you're picking on some little tiny minority and they can't, you know, they're not going they, they're not going to be able to stand up for themselves. Well,
1: they're saying it's a minority in France, a much maligned a minority in France. I mean, how small do you define the borders? Like, should we talk about the minorities inside my house? Well, my whole, my whole, this is my take on it. Yes, you might be a minority in France, but you're living in a Western nation. You come to the Western nation, so now you have to adopt Western values. And what we had, what, one of our values, our main values is creative expression. expression. I don't even think expression. you have to
2: adopt them. You just have to tolerate it. You them. have
1: to tolerate it. That's why you live in our country. If not, well, then go somewhere that doesn't tolerate Freedom There's plenty of, of
2: completely uh, homogeneous Muslim countries. They're all shitholes, <laughs> and that's probably because they're homogeneously Muslim. But, uh, you know, go back there. They, they, they all b- believe the same things that you believe, and they, you know, uh, prohibit these types of images. So and you won't see them, feel them there. Free. So you won't be
1: offended there. So why don't you leave this Western nation and go to this Middle Eastern nation? And, and furthermore, the thing is, religious extremism. Should be mocked, should be ridiculed, and satirized in all forms, as often as possible. It really is. You know, I, this week I was just reading about this. Do you hear about this? In, uh Orthodox Jews are delaying the fights. black hats. Yes, these are like even like even more like uh, uh, supreme Orthodox Jews. The Haredi <laughs> Jews. I don't know if you heard the Orthodox Her- of the
2: Orthodox. Yeah,
1: like they're like extreme Orthodox Jews. But these guys, they're delaying flights, LL flights, Llz Israeli airline, but flights from uh, New York to Israel were delayed because these Orthodox men, these Haredi Orthodox men refuse to be seated next to women. <laughs> they won't sit next to a woman on a plane.
2: Uh, they- that seems ridiculous. Is this a new thing they're doing? I mean, I've never heard of this before. Do they just decide that they're not going to sit next to women
1: anymore? No, this is they claim their faith forbids it.
2: Right, but how come we have, LL's been around forever, and I assume these like, black hats have been flying on it for a long time. How come we're just hearing about this now? It seems like they just decided that they're no longer going to sit next to women.
1: I mean, I don't know. Maybe this, this ultra-Orthodox sect never flew all that often. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, Or maybe it just never, every time, just the random seat selection, they're always just next to another dude, and it just never became a problem. Are all the meals on El Al kosher? I think you have to... Re- it's hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. I think you have to request it, but you know, I don't even know, actually. <laughs>
2: can I, do you have to request the non-kosher meal? Uh, <laughs> can I have the bacon sandwich, please? It's How pissed needs. off
1: would you be if you were just sitting on that plane, waiting to fly to Israel, go meet your family, your girlfriend, you haven't been late in like two weeks, you want to go see your girlfriend, and uh, these guys are standing in the aisles because they refuse to sit down next to a woman on a plane. <laughs>
2: You've, There'd be some anti-Semitism coming from my seat. <laughs> Let me just put it that way.
1: They were, they were standing in the aisle. I'd be
2: furiously scribbling down a cartoon on the nap, on the barf bag. <laughs> Look at this. It's you. You're an asshole. Just a big-nosed Jew. Right. Sta- <laughs> I can't like, sit next to a woman.
1: Um, delaying the flight. They were standing in the aisle delaying the plane and offering money to switch seats with other passengers. Well, see, that I like. Yeah, but, uh, but how much money do you think there? I bet you they would come over and be like, hey, yeah, you. We you can wheel and deal. You, goy <laughs> uh, goya man over there. Um, <laughs> you, the Goy. I will give you $2 <laughs> to switch seats with me so I can sit next to uh, this, this gentleman over here.
2: That's, that's an opening position. <laughs>
1: $2, would you do it for 2 bucks?
2: No, I mean, I would, I would say, well, how about 50 <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then we could go from there. You know he'd be using his. 50 uh, He would be Jewing you down. <laughs> God, I don't know how far you get what what would be your bottom line for you to get up and move twenty bucks
2: yeah All that, right. that would be my target what
1: i mean would you, uh, Jeffrey's a Jew would he do this? <laughs> I'll pay you <laughs> I'll pay you twenty bucks if I get to the next hot guy. I know Jeffrey does not like sitting next to women anyway. <laughs> so I imagine he, Jeff, Jeff might just be like, yeah, I'm an orth, Orthodox Jew, whatever. I just want to sit He'd next to like, that I'll take 20 dude.
2: bucks, you can sit next to me. Not
1: you, you're ugly. That hot dude with the rippling muscles. So the plane wouldn't take off because they're standing in the aisle. So it's like it was delayed for hours. Um, these Haredi Jewish communities practice strict gender segregation and refrain from touching people of the opposite gender who are not close family members.
2: I mean these are the religions that are all fucked up or sex or whatever. The ones that have all these weird rules about men and women. That's like the first sign that your religion is all fucked up.
1: Yeah, you look at Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia like women, women aren't are allowed, allowed to, to drive. drive. Cars. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to drive cars. <laughs> I mean, they, they're not I allowed can to actually
2: th- see the point there, but <laughs>
1: <it would> have <laughs> they a have, have good to effect, wear burqas. It's not
2: fair to women.
1: So Saudi Arabia's national airline, Saudia is considering seating male and female passengers apart from each other, because, because I guess male passengers, male Saudi Arabians, don't like unknown men to seat, to sit next to their wives when they fly.
2: I mean, I would be pulling some bosom buddies shit, because <laughs> men are. If you ever, you never want to sit in an aisle with all men, because men they fucking like they spread their legs. They always want to like hog both fucking both fucking armrests, and you're like, dude you fucking 300 pounds and you're wide as fuck.
1: Like, lean out into the aisle, bitch. No, That's the thing. I don't want to sit. I would rather sit next to a woman. I mean, she's... They're always, like, got their shoulders space. spread as broad as possible. Oh, fuck you, Bruce. Yeah, and they're, and they're larger, though. I mean, just right. on average, they're larger than women. So it's like, you take up more space. No, I, I don't want my thigh to touch your thigh.
2: Isn't that going to affect the, like, aeronautics of the plane if all the heaviest
1: passengers are on one side? Or I think, the front or the back or whatever? I think it's separate, like, segregated flights. So, oh, like, an all-female yeah. flight versus an all-male Good flight. God.
2: Well, that might be kind of cool. You definitely get better uh, in-flight movies on the male flight. Like, none of this fucking rom-com shit. Yeah, right? but then
1: you're... But, okay, but the, the, that's, that's the thing with flying. It's like, you know how, like, you go on the plane... You know, you're like, you know, I, I wonder who I'm going to sit next to. Will it be a hot chick? At least, well, uh, yeah, you're not you know, least she might be attractive. But no, it's like I always end up getting sit, sit next to like some big fat dude, or even worse. Could you imagine sitting next to one of these Orthodox Jews? They probably reek because they wear those black suits. They smell. You know, <laughs> second, of all, all at, at second
2: of all, sweating
1: all day. And second of all, like six a.m., they're going to get up and start davening and saying prayers, and like you're like, what are you doing? I I would definitely.
2: I would definitely stop trying to hold in my
1: farts if it was an all male flight. <laughs> That's the thing. That flight would smell so awful. Right. Ah, uh, I don't know. But so, so you wonder about this though, this uh, Charlie Hebdo and the reactions across the world. It's like you had Louis C.K. wearing a shirt saying, "You know, I am Charlie Hebdo," mm-hmm. um, and all these je Sui's Charlie Hebdo. You, you know what? I, one thing
2: I do hate though are the super maudlin cartoons like the broken pencil with blood dripping out or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, what, what, cartoonists sh- what cartoonists should do is be like, Oh fuck. Here's a fucking picture of Mohammed, like sucking a pig's cock. Well, that's and, what they and, should be publishing.
1: You know, Charlie Hebdo wasn't even that bad, but that's what people are saying. It's like Charlie Hebdo is heroic because they, you know, supporting creative expression. And freedom of speech, but they're I think racist. They, are heroic. they were blatantly racist it's in their depictions of Arabic, of Arabic men and uh, Christians, and Jews. They, their
2: cartoons would like make fun of like the burqa,
1: which is fucking laughable. Dude, Orthodox Jews won't sit next to a woman on a flight. They should be mocked. You should be ridiculing these people and their beliefs. You know
2: what I think is funny about this though uh, that people might miss is that uh, you know who it makes look really fucking ridiculous.
1: Who Uh, are the black block and anonymous people? You mean anonymous, the uh, the internet uh, community that,
2: and black block the people who are you know protesting police brutality in the United States. But they're you know all the white kids who, uh, but they put the scarf for their face. It's like if you want to make a fucking political statement, like go out there and tell people who you are. Well, that's
1: the thing. Charlie can accept
2: the consequences.
1: The editor. Who, uh, who died this past week from Charlie Heddo, he said after their, uh, they were bombed in 2011. No, no, threats have been
2: made. They knew all along that like, Muslims wanted to murder them.
1: And he said, though, and he didn't hide behind a veil. He didn't hide behind right. a, a, buckle, a, uh, a uh, scarf or anything. Um, he just went out, and he's like, I will die for this cause. Do you see these black black guys doing that? No. Do you see the anonymous guys doing that? I mean, they're wearing right. the uh, V for the Guy Fawkes mask. Right, Guy Fawkes. You know, well, but but that's the thing. What I'm so the reaction that's happening now from this is like you have uh, all these Westerners. I, I love when you see Fox News saying like, you, you know this is free speech. You should be making fun of Islam as much as possible. And as soon as you show like Jesus with a crucifix jammed up his ass, and they start freaking out about that. Yeah, but it's not.
2: This is the equivalence thing that I'm talking about. Freaking out is fine, and making a big deal Killing about people, it, and but... yeah, yeah. But you don't see anybody from Fox News going and, like, gunning
1: down, you know, uh, the, the mocha because of piss Christ. Well, what I'm worried about the, about the aftermath of Charlie Hebdo is uh, you hear about the, the right-wing uh, National Front headed by Marine Le Pen mm-hmm. uh, gaining traction throughout France, um, and which I think is going to lead to uh, hate speech laws. And there are already hate speech laws throughout Europe.
2: Oh, you think so? You <laughs> this is like a triple reverse. You're saying the National Front, the right wingers, uh, are going to get super powerful, and then there's going to be a backlash against that backlash with the uh, hate speech laws.
1: I think there. I think because the uh, religious extreme, the religious extremists will cause the right wingers to gain traction, and uh, that is going to cause the Left the the left side and the Europeans to say okay, well now we need to put hate speech laws in effect to control the the uh, the the far right. Oh, I see where you're coming
2: from. We're so a very we're, sophisticated political podcast.
1: We are we are We're like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're envisioning the future. That's what we're looking at here. But anyway, the Europe UK has, has, has some pretty strong.
2: Speech. Well, UK, yeah, the UK has some pretty strong hate speech laws. Although, um, I was reading about it, and it used to be like. You know, you're allowed to ridicule and insult uh, religions or, or races or whatever. I mean, not that it's a good thing, but you're allowed to do it. You just weren't allowed to threaten. You know, you couldn't make a comic that said, like, yeah, we're going to burn all the Jews. Uh, but, and then it said something about you were also weren't allowed to insult. Um, you weren't allowed to insult uh, a religion. which uh, But they actually got that taken out. And uh, one of the key backers... Was Ron Atkinson, Mr. Bean?
1: <laughs> yeah, I read, I read here British comedian, Mr. Bean. Said they, that, call him, they call him Mr. Bean. That's just his name. He said, hate speech laws merely produce a veneer of tolerance, concealing a snake pit of unaired and unchallenged views. Yeah, but you
2: can actually go to, if you violate this hate speech law, you can actually go to jail.
1: You get, no, you're, you're jailed. From, so who decides, who's the arbiter if it's violating hate speech? So I mean, who decides if that if that comic is insulting? Or I assume if it's, satire? it's the queen. <laughs> so are you allowed to satirize a religion? Like, well, you are the allowed. Line? Well, What's it the says
2: fine line? it says you I mean, are, but like you're right. I mean, who makes the judgment is the problem. Or, you um, know, ever, anybody can say after they find anything threatening. You know, oh, I, I found that cartoon, I found that podcaster threatening. Like, did re- he threaten you? No, it was just I felt
1: threatened. Though. And that I think that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. That's where it hits close to home because I mean, people could. I mean, the off chance of anyone listening to this podcast <laughs> and being offended by it. But I'm saying it's like, what if... Uh, I mean, a hate speech law was enacted in this country. And what if, uh, you know, this... What we've just been saying for the past 10 minutes is considered hate speech. I mean, we've been insulting Orthodox Jews for not sitting next to women. Well, they deserve it. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going with this. They do deserve this. And we do. We should be allowed to ridicule and mock these people.
2: But... I think we have a pretty strong... Uh, Cultural leaning against passing that type of law. You say that that now,
1: but a recent poll was taken uh, this past fall that said equal amounts of Americans support and oppose hate speech laws, defined as laws that would make it a crime for people to make comments that advocate genocide or hatred against an identifiable group based on race, gender, religion, ethnic origin. 36% said sure, 38% said no way. So that's disturbing, but even it's more
2: disturbing. In- but that's why we have the Constitution, because it, people, you know, the Constitution acknowledges that most of the people in the country are going to be fucking huge dumbasses. So we're just going to have some ground rules that you can't violate, and freedom of speech is one of them.
1: Fifty-one percent of self-identified Democrats support hate speech laws.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, in my perception, is that this is much more a left-wing uh, Democrat is, than Republican so thing because. They're always co- so concerned about, you know, protecting people's feelings and things like that. Protecting well, people, just, uh, you know, just protecting people. I think what End it is, though,
1: what you're saying, it's like the ill-informed. Like most Americans, like, you know, pay very little attention to politics and just kind of, I vote Republican because my parents voted Republican or I vote Democrat because my parents have always voted Democrat. They don't particularly care about freedom of speech, but they look on carnage and conclude it makes sense to avoid such scenes by stifling expression.
2: Also, people who are are really religious uh, kind of buy into this stuff. Like, yeah, you shouldn't
1: be able to say anything bad about Jesus. There should be a law. Like, well... Well, but they say that, but you're allowed to say whatever you want about it. Uh, Muhammad. Right. Well, no, I
2: mean, I was listening to the radio after this happened, and there were a a lot of people calling in, and you could tell they were kind of like religious people. We're like, yeah, I do agree. They shouldn't have had those cartoons. I think it's terrible what happened, but.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like, I wonder who, how far this butt will go and how many people believe it. 51% of Americans right now. Are Democrats. Is it a
2: JLo butt or is it a
1: Taylor <laughs> Swift butt? <laughs> how far is it going to go? Kim Kardashian butt. Oh, Jesus. Is extremely no, it's extremely wrong. But that. But that's the thing. It's like, I just wonder, you know. Do you see like because uh, of acts like this that are happening, the rise of the uh, right wingers in uh, France? Um, you no. Know, do you see that? But do you see hate speech laws rolling into effect? And and, and if in our culture today, where no one can even take a joke because everyone's so sensitive that they're just like, okay, well, we're going to have to make laws to protect people's you know thin sensibility and and people's thin skin that that you're no longer allowed to publish a cartoon with a violent. <laughs> image or something that's <clears throat> insulting. I mean, I wonder about that. Chris Rock said he won't play colleges. And the reason is right. not because they're too conservative. It's not their political views, but it's their uh, unwillingness to offend anybody. Right. It's their social views.
2: God damn it.
1: And that's what's happening with this country. It's like <laughs> I mean, you can't even be offensive on your way to being inoffensive. That's what Well, that's not everybody's
2: going to go to community college though. Because it's
1: free. But yeah, that's we'll what free. I'm, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, uh, what, what the future of what Charlie had, the aftermath of Charlie Hebdo will be. Like, do you think, do you think this country will ever be able to enact a hate speech law? And in the United States or France, the, the Western world. I mean, I guess I could see it in Europe, there already exists in Europe to some degree, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, in the U.S., I remember we had the Communications Indecency Act, I think it was, or the, whatever that uh, Tipper Gore was doing. Oh, Jesus. Back in, like, the late 80s. That was terrible. But, then, but then I mean, it got all the way to, to Congress, and they eventually voted it down. But now, now I'm wondering, I mean, it's like, do we even have a, uh, a satirical magazine that skewers religious extremism in this country?
2: No, that's a whole different issue. Which I think does bear discussion, though. I mean, we did we have the free speech, but nobody's making use of it.
1: Well, I mean, we have like kind the, of the, onion being, you know, a the onion being a satirical newspaper, but it's, yeah, like, the onion's
2: really cutting into like innocuous. you know, it's I mean, so it's, innocuous, especially yeah. now. Maybe you used to be
1: some sort of more edgy, but now it's like, oh, it does suck waking up for work in the morning. Yeah, Mad Magazine, but I mean, is how uh, politically uh, conscious is Mad Magazine? I mean, I, mean, I think do, all
2: all of these. Uh, satire i guess just like all the attention in the united states it's mostly directed at like
1: celebrities (laughs) well celebrities and politicians is it even politicians yeah i mean they show like there's political cartoons that still go after like you know republicans john Boehner, and Obama. i mean
2: is anybody really getting worked up at like what uh the daily show does nobody really cares but, like, what oh, about they're making fun of Boehner again.
1: It's well, not many, like they really ever say anything that's, like, edgy. Yeah, but the AP wouldn't even republish the uh, cartoons that offended the Muslims, the Charlie Hebdo cartoons.
2: Yeah, I don't get that at all. I can't yeah. even wrap my mind around working for a legitimate news organization and deciding not to publish the cartoon. Well, that's
1: what I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this is going to lead to uh, hate speech laws. It's going to usher in this uh, sentiment that would allow it. And that's what, that's what bothers me. It's like we're, freedom of speech is a value here. Our country. I mean, it's a it's a, a a liberty that this country is founded upon, and so if you take that away, I mean, I, I all the you. Know, if you take that away, then what what does it mean anymore to be a democratic nation?
2: I don't know. People need so, to u- make use of it, though, too. That's what I'm me. saying.
1: It's like I think people. We, someone needs to start a magazine that uh, just. <laughs> Depicts Muhammad and Jesus <laughs> and Jews. Super right, right-wing clan magazine. it doesn't have to be a <laughs> a magazine filled with hate. It just is a magazine that just pokes fun at these people, that mocks these people, that ridicules these people. And yeah, make it offensive. Who cares? Right. I don't think I don't think it should be like uh, you know making plans to commit another mass genocide of a of a race of people. I don't think I don't think that's what it should be. Like a right-wing pamphlet. But that's what people <laughs> were were uh, saying about Charlie Hebdo. But I don't see Charlie Hebdo like that.
2: Neither do I. Plus, I don't really understand the French culture, so it's not like I can read it, those cartoons, and really understand everything that's going on now.
1: Well, the thing is, with, uh, Charlie, with France, uh, they've always had an anti-clerical press tradition. And I think that just kind of carried on with that theme. But uh, in the U.S., it's like, I don't, I don't see a magazine like that. No. So we're allowed to uh, express our viewpoints. We have freedom of expression right now, so let's express Let's make some offensive uh, Muhammad cartoons. Remember the one that you made? When was that? Like 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, that was uh, in response to that Danish cartoonist. I think who was threatened or yeah. he might have even been killed. But The
2: Muhammad bomb head.
1: Yeah. And Everybody you, remembers that. Yeah, you, but you made this amazing... I mean, we were trying to find it, actually. I don't know if we still have it on the site. But it's lost in the tubes. It was extremely topical. It was a uh, cartoon depicting Muhammad... Scratching out sand out of his vagina, and like Buddha right. and Jesus, kind of shaking their head about like why are Muslims so pissed off all the time?
2: I mean, speaking of hate speech, I think that would probably be flagged nowadays for uh,
1: anti-trans, uh, anti-transsexual sentiments. That's the thing. It's uh, you know it's what very hateful. <laughs> yeah, I know. People need to learn to take a joke. Right. And uh, religious extremists, if you're not going to sit next to a woman on a plane, well then you deserve to be ridiculed. And I think we're going to continue to do that here. Sit anyway, next to women on planes? No. Uh, well, oh. yeah. We're going to do that. But we're also going to ridicule uh, religious extreme. Religion in general. We're going to ridicule everybody. Everybody deserves to be ridiculed. It's kind of the purpose of the show. Most of, of show. all, podcasters. Yeah. Ridicule us. Uh, people, this is episode uh, 465 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Happy New Year to everybody. You know the way the show works? Same way it's always worked. Send in your stories. Um, and uh, we'll read them here on the show. Keep in mind they need to be uh, about a week old, and they need to be disturbing in some way. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll uh, present them here on the show. If we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong Care package. Send your stories, com. submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Got some good ones here this week. It's been a couple weeks, so um, appreciate you sending your stories. Before we get to our first article, here's a word from sponsor.
0: Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you'd love more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. Select one item and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at AdamandEve.com.
1: So the first story here comes in from the DVD monster from the forum. Is it, have you been on the forum? <laughs> the Sick and Wrong Forum? Does that even still exist? I don't know. I, I can't even remember. I mean, uh, it's been so long since I've been on it. I don't know. We should, ch- we should check and see what the date of the last post is. I, I know uh, we used to promote it back in the day, but then it became this, like, talk about uh, hate speech laws. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hateful. Well, it just became this troll den where just uh, just misogyny and misanthropy and just everybody just They just all hated each other. And we would, we would send new listeners there, say, "Hey, go check out Connect with Other Sick and Wrong Fans, and they'd just be like mocked and uh, insulted. And so they were like, yeah, we don't want to stay there. So uh, I don't know whatever happened to the forum, but apparently uh, the DVD monster
2: is still He's on. from the, the forum. forum. Yeah. He's still just making posts.
1: Apparently damn sick and run on. this is the way you get out of doing chores whack man needs to show his wife this article when the nagging starts <laughs> so uh maybe whacky you should print this one out
2: okay maybe
1: i will a Florida man allegedly cut his mother's head off on New Year's Eve because she was nagging him about doing chores. Hmm. It's not a very appropriate response to that. I think I'm the nagger in my relationship. Really? Are you, are you constantly nagging uh, your wife saying like, yeah, "Hey, that. when are you going to make the bed? When are you going to make the dinner?" That's do about the dishes. What it sounds like, yeah. <laughs> what do you do, do you really nag? Like what do you nag about?
2: <laughs> no, I'm the guy uh who's like uh it's almost too embarrassing
1: to say oh come on you've already brought like that's
2: not where that pot pot goes (laughs) that kind of stuff is it because don't put the dirty dishes on that side of the sink that's where the clean ones go
1: wow you like you you manage your kitchen like a totalitarian dictator well yeah like a chef (laughs) so is she just kind of like because she moved into your house right well,
2: our house, where we you're, are your house
1: now, because you're married. So has she added like a feminine touch to it? Like, have you had to compromise? I think it
2: was pretty feminine already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have like uh, coasters and stuff. Yeah, that uh, velvet Sig- Siegfried and Roy painting in the living room is pretty gay. But
2: no, uh, well, why is I said feminine, not gay. <laughs>
1: So do you, but do you ever like nag her on a regular basis or is it just kind of like you? Point no, yeah, I have to, out? I have to
2: watch myself like, wow, this is probably really irritating to hear this kind of shit day in, day out. And then I try
1: and stop. You better watch out. I mean, she might decapitate you if, if it goes. Well, she's so also long.
2: quitting smoking. So I have to be on egg oh, yeah, then
1: Yeah. You should be very careful. <laughs> How is that working? Cause you're, you're smoking, right? No, I've quit. Remember the e-cigarette? Okay, I so actually you're not smoked like vaping. a pack over
2: the holidays and felt
1: gross. So, but you're not counting the vaping as uh, cigarette smoking. No, it's <laughs> totally different. It's, it's... Let's
2: not go on this tangent, please. It's totally different.
1: <laughs> Why doesn't she, uh, is she a vapor?
2: I'm trying. I mean, she has one and she's trying to use that to get through it, but you know,
1: but, I mean, do you get the equivalent, uh, the equivalence of nicotine, like the same amount?
2: It's just like when people quit. I mean, people used to use the gum or the patch. It's the same thing. It's, same guy, you're, you're getting the nicotine, but not all of
1: the other shitty stuff. But you should be and careful. It gives you something to do. She's definitely on edge, though. I right. remember quitting smoking. It's anything. The, 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 slight, the slightest comment would set me off. So um, <laughs> I wonder if this guy was quitting smoking. A man in Oldsmar, Florida, has been arrested for murder after deputies say he decapitated his mother on New Year's Eve. All because of a chore he did not want to complete.
2: Now motherly nagging is a whole different thing.
1: It's a completely different level of nagging.
2: When you're like trying to play your video game and she's like,
1: I have to vacuum, move Mold your a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> different. The lawn. Go outside, do your homework.
2: <laughs> Fuck you,
1: Mom. But the thing is, you're fourteen years old and you live in their house. You know you should have some. I know, fucking but it's like not like you have a choice when you're. It's not like you have a choice.
2: I'm taking the 14 year old side here. It's not like you have a choice when you're 14. It's like you had me, you motherfuckers. What am I
1: supposed to go get a job? This child labor laws. Yeah, but you should have some respect, and you can you go and help out every now and then. But the thing is, this kid, not even a kid, Christian Jose Gomez was 23 years old.
2: Oh, see, that's totally different.
1: You should be paying rent. You deserve to be. Yeah, you, be you deserve rent to be at that nagged
2: point. the shit out of you. But I don't even think chores.
1: I think you should be paying rent. Like at what point at 23, I mean, you'd been living on your own for like five years already. Yeah. About that. That's what I don't get about this younger generation. Four or five. It's like people, they go to college and then they graduate and they move back home. Uh, I just, yeah. The helicopter
2: parenting, everybody gets a trophy that your parents are your best friend. It's all,
1: It all leads to that. Right. And, and that's the point. I think if you're 23, you should be uh, paying rent. You know? Well, just
2: how are you going to get any ass? I guess maybe that's another thing. You always hear about these parents like, I just, I would always let my children have sex in the house. I'd rather they're doing it there than in some dirty car. <laughs> like, okay, well, they're going to move back in when they're 25. If they can just bring their girlfriend over and bang her on a regular basis.
1: But at what point does the helicopter lose its rotor? I mean, when, when you're like 34 years old, and you're still living yeah, at home? Yeah, I think
2: your parents get sick of it finally, and they're like,
1: this is turning into a gunship. Get the fuck out. It's like you're, you're playing video games at age 34, like my brother. Just you your flat screen TV in the basement. Well, your brother moved out early, right? Because he, exactly, he wanted to get ass. Yeah, my brother wanted to get out. Yeah, I don't think my brother could have... Big dong orgies, <laughs> gay coupling. I don't think you'd have gay coupling in the, the basement when when the rabbi was home. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, the, uh huh. So the cops cops responded to a uh, to the home. They found the decapitated body of the victim, uh, who they say is Gomez's mother, forty eight year old Maria. Um, Gomez hit his mother over the head with an axe, then cut her head off in the garage, and dragged the body to the garbage outside of the home. He had been planning this murder for two days. It doesn't sound like, oh, two days. Yeah, I guess it does sound like it. Yeah, but how many chores could he he have accomplished in two days?
2: Yeah, that's true. A lot. This kind of sounds like chores. It's like chopping the wood, taking
1: the garbage out. Chopping up his mother's head off. Maybe he
2: just should have just done the chores.
1: Well, that's the thing. He was angry over his mother's nagging just to put some boxes away in the attic. I mean, how difficult <laughs> is that? It's not like you're like mow the whole lawn, you know, um, put some a couple uti- of boxes, dude, You know, retile the roof or whatever they do up there. Um, you know, it's not like, how difficult is it to uh, just put a couple boxes away?
2: It's the principle though. It's the nagging. He, he wasn't actually mad about the, the chore. He was mad. About, it's the nagging just starts. It makes you go crazy.
1: Well, listen to this, listen, you know what it is? He's a lazy fuck.
2: He admitted what was in the boxes, like his old comic books and Legos, some old porn
1: or something. (laughs) Um, He admitted he put his mother's head in a garbage can outside the home and then he attempted to put her body in the garbage as well, but it was too heavy. So he just left it there and it was found by his 26 year old brother (laughs) who
2: also lives there.
1: Yeah. The brother was at (laughs) at home at the time of the crime, but he he thought the noises he heard was uh, Gomez putting the boxes away, doing his chore like he was supposed to. It's confusing.
2: Me. What a world.
1: But wasn't. This He's does, this
2: does prove that it's the parenting, right? I mean, if, if you have one kid who's just a failure, you might be like, well, wow, that was just a bad sperm. But, uh, if both your kids are failures living at home in their twenties, then it's obviously how, the way you, you, your parenting skills come into question.
1: Yeah. I mean, a 26 year old son too. I mean, at what point do you kick your kids out? Like my, my dad and like uh, the rabbi made it quite clear. At 18, you need to go live on your own. Like, I mean, my dad was, was pretty clear about it. He's like, you wouldn't... I remember joking with him. I'm like, can you imagine me moving back? He's like, no. <laughs> I, I mean, my dad, like as soon as like, uh, my sister graduated high school, they went and got a fucking condo, like in Saginaw. That was like, uh, I don't know, like a two-bedroom <laughs> condo. So there's no way we could move back.
2: Right. We're living in a studio now. There's no room.
1: <laughs> there's no room. Sorry. One bathroom, no room at the inn. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but this mother here is not only allowing one son to live there; she allows the other one too. I think it's bad. Well, parenting. now, I
2: mean, now who's going to pay the mortgage? Oh, that's a good is question. Is the dad
1: still around? I'm assuming. I don't not think this kid. Do I don't think
2: this kid thought this through. Although now he's going to live in prison, I assume.
1: Well, so the the older brother found a blood trail. He followed it outside, um, and then he found his mother's body laying there. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the mother had been decapitated, so he called the uh, sheriff's office. But I think what I would have thought is like, you lazy fuck. You're too lazy to dispose of a corpse properly. <laughs> you think this guy <laughs> smokes a lot of weed? And the boxes still ever been put away. Yeah, and the boxes are still down here. God, yeah. these damn boxes. Um, I wonder if this dude just smokes a lot of weed. Can't do chores when yeah, you're high. Yeah, probably. I can't
2: imagine chopping your mom's head off when you're high either, though. He might have ideation of it. <laughs>
1: Daydreaming about chopping your mom's head off But that's as far as it would go You might laugh uncontrollably about it Right But you're probably not going to act on it Um, Gomez here, they say uh, The sheriff said that Gomez was diagnosed with schizophrenia About a year ago
2: Oh, now I feel bad for making fun of him (laughs) What's the other brother's excuse?
1: Also schizophrenic Yeah, they don't say anything about that But they say that uh, They say the mother was a good person And uh, she loved her son but uh, the, the child um, or her son just stopped taking his medication. So they, they think that's probably why it happened. But the weirdest part about it is when the police were interviewing the kid, he was so calm and cool and collective about it. Like, And he just said, without emo- like unemotionally, just a stoic expression, just explained that he planned the murder for two days because Psychopath. of the nagging. And he felt that uh, she favored the brother. So I wonder, like, okay, yeah, you, you say you're schizophrenic, but... Yeah, you have like these defined reasons, these premeditated purposes for cutting your mother's head off. I just think you're a lazy fuck.
2: So what's so, um, going to happen to him now?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to go to prison and now this 26 year old kid's going to have to actually get a job and get his own apartment like a normal person. Yeah. That's, he's the real victim here. He's the older brother. It's the older brother. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe they had some sort of life insurance. I doubt it, though. Yeah, I wonder if you will cash in on that. Does that count? Like, if your if your brother because I know yeah, there like might a, be a clause. Well, I know if your parent commits suicide, I think it, it nullifies count. the life insurance policy. But if your parents murdered by your brother, hmm. do you get to cash in on it? Maybe not. Hmm. Who knows? What do you have here for the second story?
2: This one comes in from Brett, who's a nursing student in Muncie, Indiana. Muncie. I wonder if he knows the Midwest, uh, whatever office underground. Remember those guys?
1: Oh God! You know what's funny? It's so people. We're nearing our uh, nine-year anniversary. It's almost been nine years. Next week, I think we have been doing the show for nine years, almost a decade of sick and wrong. I don't know when it will stop. But anyway. It's funny now that we're reminiscing about things that, that was like, but the the McCuck, remember, McCuck. Midwest corporate, corporate underground. Oh
2: yeah, that's what it was, clan.
1: Clan. So they were called the McCuck, and it was like these. I think one guy was like a lawyer. Another dude was like, uh, I don't know, what do you do? I thought they
2: all worked in cubicles.
1: I think one guy made copies. The other guy made like coffee or something. The male guy. There's a male guy, but they all listened to us and they used to call in all the time and be like, this is from the McCook. And then I think one guy, didn't he like quantify all of our stories into like a spreadsheet? State by state. State by state. Yeah. That's, that's when people really gave a shit about the show. That was like, uh, eight years ago. Right. Well, people get older and then they're like, why am I listening to this? Yeah. What, what do you think the, uh, the, the average life like listening span of a sick and wrong listener is four years you think four and then they give up on it <laughs> maybe three my, my hat's I off would. to the hardcore guys that've been listening since day one i know i don't know what is wrong with you i, I think you should go see a therapist honestly
2: Either and tell her about the show
1: <laughs> well, maybe get a, get a girlfriend hey doc,
2: you really dig this podcast i'm into okay
1: I think I think the doc would be like, okay, well let's see. I can I can diagnose your first problem here. <laughs> it's your lack of taste. Anyway, what do you got?
2: Anyway, Brett says, Why do you think they waited two days to call the police? Hmm. Uh stay classy exclamation point. Stay classy. I don't know if people heard about this story, but it's too good to pass up. Uh it's a Florida story, clearly. And it actually I didn't know the details till I read it cuz I just had heard the the overview but uh John Arwood who's 31 and who I believe is probably his girlfriend Amber Campbell That's a funny name
1: Amber good stripper name
2: Amber Campbell Amber Campbell <laughs> present she's 25 probably kind of a, a typical stripper. age gap I guess uh, well, if you looked at their photo, you'd probably think, uh, yeah, maybe stripper, drug addicted stripper, probably
1: mm, mm, that <laughs> not a lot
2: one of the them, cla- are. not one of the classier establishments, uh, where they sort of cover up their drug abuse. Like she's clearly on lots of meth.
1: Yeah. That is, so you can tell like that type of that caliber strip club is when the girls are just covered with shitty tattoos. Uh huh. Cause girls with shitty tattoos would never be allowed to work at an upscale strip club.
2: Yeah. The strobe light is uh the light is off more than it's on. <laughs> it's just kind of a flash every like five seconds. It's so you can't get a good look to
1: the ceiling. <laughs> yeah.
2: That sort of place. Um They were uh chased into a closet on Sunday at Daytona State College, <laughs> which is a fine school. Who was chasing them? Uh they don't say. Uh that would be interesting to know, but I, they don't say. Just uh, nefarious, unknown uh, specters, I guess. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm thinking they were actually, the oracai. They were in the closet for two days in the Marine and Environmental Science Center. And so anybody who has a Marine Environmental Science degree from Daytona State College in the listening audience, if you want to like maybe call in and describe the building, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> if you're not too busy with your high paying
1: environmental science job, were were these two people, students of the uh, university? Oh no, I don't,
2: a 31 year old student. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. But, uh, so after two days of being in the closet, uh, they, he finally figured out that he had a cell phone and he was going to call the police. Um, and they traced the police. He couldn't actually tell them where the police, where he was.
1: Well, why, why couldn't he get out of the closet? Well, the
2: you know, they were locked in there.
1: Okay, so Supposedly. the doors closed. are in a dark closet. They haven't had food or water for two days.
2: Oh, I think they had some drugs. Okay, drugs problem. <laughs> so police had to actually track the cell phone signal, like as if this was some, like, episode of NCIS or something. And when they got there to the closet, they found human feces and copper scouring pads, which is what... Uh, Crackheads use in that little glass pipe, right? To like as a screen.
1: So, okay, both of these, this man and this woman, were doing drugs in this crack, closet. Specifically, yeah. Doing crack, smoking, crack, smoking crack. Dark in the closet. I don't
2: think they had a. Maybe he used his cell phone for illumination.
1: Where were they dropping and sh- and where were they taking shit Where were they dropping the deuce that's what it's I want to know It's a closet.
2: There's not different areas of it.
1: Yeah, but do you think they segmented an area or were they just shitting their pants? It's a closet. No, they were shitting on the floor. It was not like, "Oh, we use that wing of the closet to shit." <laughs> but I mean, were they shitting in the corner of the closet because they're sitting in one area of the closet, I'm, I assume.
2: It's all one area. <laughs> God, this isn't like Hugh Hefner's walk-in closet that has like a couch and fucking its own toilet
1: yeah but maybe there was like a marine biologist wetsuit or something and they're just shitting in the (laughs) wetsuit
2: be sure to put the wetsuit on before you take a shit and then get out of it I mean the shit's going everywhere
1: god the smell must have been awful
2: right I mean it's a lot you just gotta be smoking a lot of crack to put up with that yeah right um Officers tracked the cell phone. I said that. That's how they That's how they found him. Uh, the police officer, you know, Detective Johnson or whatever his name is, He's he was going to get to the bottom of the case. He's trying to figure out how the two could have got, gotten locked in. So he himself went into the closet and closed the door. I hope he had another officer outside so it wasn't like, you know, some comedy of errors where now he's locked in there with them.
1: Was he wearing like some kind of CDC disease control suit or something like a hazmat suit?
2: Yeah, I would I would uh, request that if I was this officer. But Gas mask or something? But the police officer, when he did this, noticed that the door didn't actually lock. It doesn't have a lock. <laughs>
1: There's no way. To... <laughs> How much crack do you need to smoke to get trapped in an unlocked closet? The, that's the
2: way that this article's written. It's been presented that they were just so high that they thought they were locked in there. But I actually have a different point of view. I think when you have you like drugs and come on who doesn't and you have a bunch of drugs and you're trying to you know escape creditors you're nagging mother maybe you have some sort of a job that you've maintained the strip club manager is looking for you because you missed your shift you're i mean what they really were doing were, was hiding in the closet and doing drugs and shitting their pants so they, they i mean i don't know why he called the cops though that doesn't make any sense
1: well, it sounds like, I mean, he was obviously confused. Divorced from reality. Yeah.
2: I think what and, happened was the initial intent was to hide in the closet. And then they did so many drugs that, that they forgot that the, it was actually their idea to hide in there. And somehow they thought that they were, we should really be calling Jeffrey about this.
1: Did Did they meet on Tinder? Was this a first date? I don't think it was a first I don't think it was
2: a first date
1: I wonder how like this is what I wonder so a lot of couples like this you know a lot of couples have been together for a long time end up having to go through marriage counseling couples counseling Mm -hmm. do you think uh, the way to really bond a couple together is to stick them in a closet where they have to like like aversion therapy yeah that's what i'm saying do drugs be together shit together each other's own shits. yeah it's like if you are shitting together with your significant other for a period of time do you think that brings the bond closer
2: i mean how do you prevent a bloodbath that's the problem (laughs) like you open the closet after two days and it just looks like the fucking shining elevator like a dexter yeah dexter's clean room yeah,
1: I, I just wonder. I mean, I don't know. I, I just wonder if this you is to like, have
2: like some Jerry Springer style bouncers like, with uh, closed circuit televisions, like monitoring the
1: situation to break it up if they had to. But do you think after this door was open, the girl looked at the guy and was like, you're such a fucking dumbass. Or do you think she was like, I love you. And they had a shit covered kiss.
2: Yeah, more like that. I mean, I think they're they were both very, uh, very, very high on drugs, <laughs> extremely high. They're actually being charged with trespassing. Hmm. Uh, Amber Campbell was also charged with violating her probation, uh, which classy she got woman. for resisting arrest in 2013.
1: <laughs> wow, <That's a laughs> you can totally see these here.
2: people in an episode of Cops when you or look at the faces. Springer.
1: Yeah, it's like should they make the rounds?
2: Yeah, Arwood, the guy, has quite a uh, criminal record: uh, five prior jail sentences uh, since 2000 for offenses including armed burglary. That's a good one. Possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana. What's a gram? What's 20 hmm. grams. Is that like an eighth or more? Yeah, uh, I think
1: it's like, uh, was it two grams to make it up an eighth? Three grams? Oh, no, wow. three grams to make up an eighth.
2: Oh, so that's like seven eighths.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a almost a pound, weed. It's probably right? like, yeah, a quarter ounce of weed. Uh,
2: and fleeing law enforcement, <laughs> which makes, still makes it even weirder that he called the cops to get them out of the closet. You'd think this type of guy would not be the type. He'd call maybe his buddy Wheeler. Like, hey, Wheeler, I'm trapped in this closet. I don't even know where it is. I'd be come, like, it's
1: three find me. in the morning. Do you really have to do this again? Use your Wheeler powers. I got a couple crack rocks for you. And then Wheeler would like peel out in his fucking Ford Escort.
2: Crack. I love crack.
1: But so they found this tinfoil, but did they find a pipe? Did they find any drug paraphernalia or any drugs? They actually didn't find any drugs, which mean, just means
2: they smoked them all.
1: So they must have smoked it all, got, they're completely high, got trapped in the closet, quote unquote trapped in the closet, and then they just were there shitting. Who sings that song? Each other. What, trapped in a closet? Yeah. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yeah, isn't it R. Kelly?
2: He's into the piss play. Maybe he might like it in there with the shits and the piss.
1: God, I don't know. You know, I remember one time. Didn't he have some like underage girl pee on him? Yeah. Or he peed, peed, on peed on her? On no, I think... Yeah, actually, I think Who's he pissed say? on her. Once uh, you start pissing in the Chuck in Barry the boudoir, Chuck Berry also pissed on pissed on a prostitute years ago too. Chuck Berry, hmm. yeah. But I, uh, you know what's what's interesting about this story is it makes me think of the public restrooms that we've spoken about several times on the show. But those public restrooms in San Francisco that you pay like fifty cents for and it opens up. Oh, the French ones, yeah. Yeah, well, the the ones that they have are they French ones? they're called French. Yeah, they're like
2: J C Deco.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know they yeah. they had French any French
2: manufacture.
1: But but it's like I don't know if they're self-cleaning or or what it is about. Well those. supposedly. But anyway, what ends up work. happening is uh crackheads end up like turning those into like a crackhead motel. And I remember one time I was walking to my brother's apartment on uh Larkin Street, right in the deep deep tenderloin back when the tenderloin was pretty gnarly. And I went by one of those things and this crackhead was pounding on the door outside of it. Until finally, someone just opened up because they broke it. So, there's they broke the door, so they broke the lock. They opened it up, and there were like five crackheads in there smoking crack, one of them taking a shit. And I walked by it right downwind, so the smell just kind of hit me. It was one of the worst, like most odious smells I've ever encountered. Like crack shits. uh, But it was crack smoke, BO, and shit all at once, just this conflagration, just horrible smells. All this all this just proves how good crack is. Well that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like these guys were sitting in it smoking crack. So crack must be that desirable of a drug for you to be able to tolerate BO and shit. Right. You know, to sit in a room with someone shitting right in front of you. And it's that good of a drug. I don't think I've ever done a drug. Must be that great, would, yeah, yeah, that good. So just amazing, I mean, amazing these, crack. This couple like stumbled on on the the building blocks of their relationship, which is
2: also the reason you shouldn't do it. Because if it's that good that you're gonna be like in a room with a bunch of smelly homeless people just whoa, stewing in their fucking shit and B L, that's your future if you start smoking
1: yeah. crack. <laughs> Stay away from that one. That's the lesson you learned here from episode uh, four sixty five. A and wrong. Uh, people, send you your story. See you around podcast.com. we got some phone calls to get to you. Uh, here's another word from a sponsor, though, first.
3: Adamme.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. If you go to Adamme.com right now and buy one item, you'll get three bonus gifts, six adult movies, and free shipping. That's 10 free gifts. Just enter, Just enter
1: offer off code diddle at checkout. D I D D L E at com. So, we've got a few phone calls here. The Sick wrong Hotline 206 666 3846 is that number. Um, we've got a Happy New Year call from, uh, it sounds like a celebrity to me. See if you can guess which oh, one. I love it when the celebrities call in.
4: Hey, fellas, how's it going? It's me, Mark, you and your uh, sick and wrong claims adjuster to to calling back. And yeah, I was kind of rushing through that first message because I don't know fucking how it works, but I was trying to beat that three minute deadline you guys got on or don't get played because you guys are fucking crazy. Anyhow, I love you guys. I've listened to you since you first started uh, back in March or so. I just wanted to get the point across and I like you. I don't give
1: a fuck if you played. Back in March? Did we just start back in March? Well, you might have gone back through the archives. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, a, a few marches ago we started. It's not, but you guys are real, man. I like how you guys, I like your
4: podcast. One of the first podcasts I ever heard. I'm about the fucking only one I ever listened to. Everything else is shit, but man, you doing know what you're doing? Happy motherfucking New Year's. We're just fucked up here. I'm out here in NYC, but I'm from Texas, spending a little time working and partying and business and pleasure, you know what I mean? But being oh, like I, I call it me and dance from the first one, that's kind of cool, but i'm like i'm fucked up but hey it's new year's what else you gonna do take it easy man sick and wrong i love you guys take care keep
1: doing what you're doing do you know who i think that is actually he's using a pseudonym but i think that's lawrence fishburne <laughs> it did
2: sound like larry fishburne a little it, it bit it
1: sounded like larry. Uh, larry people don't know this but larry emails the show all the time so it's nice right i know he's calling we in. usually
2: don't play his calls because we yeah. can't be fucked
1: well, you know, it's, I don't know, somebody just prattles on about just his incoherent ramblings. But at least the it's blue your... blue pill, the red pill. Yeah. Like, shut up about the pills, dude. Well, he's we also it. just going on about his theories about the Matrix. It's like... Why, you know, do, you, why do you have these pills? What are you, Bill Cosby? <laughs> just walking around with pills <laughs> in your pocket? Trying to get people to eat them? Come on. I, I wish Bill Cosby would call the show and discuss some of his techniques. Give us some zippity-zip-zop, some <laughs> bibbity-bop. <laughs> Um, thank you, Larry Fishburne, for calling the show, and a Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, we got another call here from an English fan.
5: Greetings, boys, from sunny England. Um, just like to say congratulations to Wackily for getting married, and uh, wondered when we'll see pictures of his lovely wife. I guess that's when we'll find out that he's Never. actually married a supermodel. <laughs> Anywho, um, just like to share this tale with you. I got invited to a New Year's Eve party, and about a week beforehand, uh, the woman who was organising the party uh, asked for everyone's sort of top ten favourite pieces of music. So I let her have mine, and then you know, I turned up at this do, and um, you know other people are playing their pieces of music, and I just thought, oh God, I've made a horrible mistake here because it was all bloody contemporary R and B and chart poppy crap. So uh, when the first three of my choices came on, which I think were Frank Zappa, the Dead Kennedys, and Led Zeppelin, I just decided, fuck it, I'm going home. So uh, <laughs> stay I just listened to it. Um, Right, and to add further confusion to your listening demographic, I, am, I live by myself, I'm in the military, and I'm 52. So there you go. Uh, keep it sick, keep he it must lost. be like Speak a later, boys. Bye.
2: lieutenant or something. Or as they say in the UK, lieutenant. <laughs> what the fuck is up with
1: that? I'm thinking though, this is our demographic. You know, guy, kind of slightly psychotic, misanthropic male, 50, mid 50s, maybe 50 years old, lives on his own, not married, bitter. I mean, doesn't it doesn't sound like the typical uh, sick and wrong fan
2: i mean he's in the military
1: well that's that's what throws the wrench in wrench here i mean that's the uh he's a stand-up guy yeah he's he's a military guy
2: working for the queen queen and country they
1: say well thank you there uh english fan and uh thanks for listening it's it's good to know um did you go to any new year's parties like that like could could you imagine i would have just picked out 10 slayer songs like, I just don't get this whole gimmick with, I'm kind of over, I've been over New Year's for years, but this is what I'm thinking of doing for New Year's from now on. Not just staying home and uh, simmering in my self-hatred, but Jesus. I think, yeah, you know what I, what I would rather do is just go go somewhere for the weekend. I understand that's doing something, but it's kind of cool. You just go to, go to a dive bar in another city every <laughs> New Year's. Yeah, but it's going to be just as annoying. You're just not going to know anybody. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> it's like, okay. And new year's in a different, I'm going, mark my words, wackily. Like what are you going to go on. to
2: Fresno or something?
1: Maybe Fresno, maybe go to Nashville, Nashville. maybe go to uh, Memphis, <laughs> maybe go to New Orleans. I'm flying Just across the country. Every new, cause then it's like, it always comes down to a new year's. You're like, Oh shit. What am I going to do? We got to do something. I'm going some to go out. Noisemakers, some do? hats. Well, it's like, uh, then your friends having a dinner party. Or going to like some gay soiree and wine country. Uh, speaking of which, how was that?
2: It was great.
1: Was it, was it did you drink a lot of wine? Of course. Were there any, and was champagne. there any capering? Did anyone put a lampshade on?
2: Uh, I did put two of the party hats on as if I were Madonna with those pointy bras. Oh, Nobody you put them over your,
1: uh, your, on your chest?
2: Yeah, over my male nipples. Wow. My vestigial nipples.
1: Wow. That's That's insane. I, I know it's pretty crazy at the time
2: uh nobody found it amusing
1: was there a hot tub
2: there was a hot tub it was too cold though
1: but no that's not never too cold for a hot tub <laughs> it was like zero
2: no it wasn't zero because this is california but the california equivalent of zero it was like it was freezing one of the uh, water heaters froze
1: and broke that's how cold it was yeah that's, that sounds uh, that sounds wild very cold but anyway, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, this whole thing of like, I'm having a New Year's party and this is what you have to do. You have to dress up. You have to like pick out 10 songs. I'm, I'm going to avoid that. I've never, ha- I've
2: never heard of this pick out 10 songs thing.
1: Well, that's, that sounds to me, it sounds to me like it's a lazy party planner because she's like, I don't want to pick out the music. I kind of like it
2: because I hate when you're at a party and so I hate it when people have overly distinct musical tastes, you know, like when you go to one one of your friends places and you just know it's like, ah. Oh. All they listen to is funk. I know I'm just going to sit here and listen to funk for three hours. (laughs) Yeah, but think about this, though. Ten Ten songs. (laughs)
1: Fucking kill me. Yeah, but think about ten songs, though. So I got to endure ten songs of of your shitty musical taste.
2: No, but I would assume they got put on shuffle. No, Did I they think not?
1: You, I think they just played each person's playlist. At least, oh this, well, that's I, that's ridiculous. At least this guy you was gotta playing put it on Zappa, Dead
2: Kennedys. You, you got to put it on shuffle because anyway. then you then that's how you keep everybody interested because you're like, oh, I hope my ca- song comes up next. Yeah, I
1: think yeah, you, you don't should play take you everybody. don't play them
2: sequentially because then what if your song? What if, the worst position would be like your songs are first. You know, at like seven p.m. Nobody's even drunk yet, and your songs come on, and then it, that, then it's over for you.
1: But then everybody sits down and they're like, really? This is what you listen to Right. Like, when you're alone? God.
2: Um, <laughs> that, that's interesting because I would have played I Think I'm Alone Now. <laughs> what, how the fuck does that song go? I don't even remember the name. It's a good song. Who is that? The, that was one of the mall singers, right? The other one. Uh,
1: Tiffany. Yeah, I Think but We're she Alone Now. Yeah, but I Think We're Alone Now is a cover. It's an older oh, it song. Is? Yeah. Oh. Actually, I think Dude, the real. I know. Well, I think the original one is. I think we're a clone now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on,
2: I would um, definitely just play all Weird Al.
1: That's that would be the my entire cuts, playlist. Too. The deep because cuts when I'm alone. That's the music I listen to. Like stop dragging my car around. Do you do that when you're having uh, getting business Coitus? time with a lady? You ever put some Weird Al on?
2: Do I ever, or do I always? <laughs> I think you know the answer.
1: A couple weeks ago, uh, we were talking about uh, that blind kid with the, that got his cane taken away. Remember? Right, and then
2: they gave him a, a
1: pool noodle. And so Wackerly <laughs> was talking about, like, punching a blind guy in the face if was he insulted I? you. I think uh, so. I think it was you. Um, so a couple <laughs> of people called in talking about that.
4: Hey, Dean and Lance, this is Monculus Fart. Uh, listen, last week's episode, you were talking about the uh, little blind kid that got his cane taken away for being a dick. And uh, you're talking about, what do you do if you get attacked by a blind person? As long as it's a blind guy, the best course of action be a bag tag. Nice right? quick little nut shot. You'll never smell it coming. And you can, uh, if you really want to get with it, you can have several people do it wearing different colognes, different deodorants um, repeatedly so that eventually you'll oh. have a blind guy walk around just holding his nuts uh, in perpetual fear of getting hit in the balls. Other-
1: Wait, well, I'm confused. He was saying that you you get your friends together, you put on different colognes, then you go up to this blind guy and just punch him repeatedly in the balls.
2: Yeah, that's what he's basically saying. He seems like he's a little maladjusted, this guy.
1: I'm just but is this like something you do at a Saturday night like do you pick out a blind guy specifically? Like you're a Saturday night, you're like, hey dudes, what are you doing tonight? You wanna go find a blind guy, put some cologne on and then go kick him in the balls?
2: It's kinda like fight
1: club. <laughs> But what I don't get about it is, uh, what's the point of the cologne?
2: Because uh, the blind person navigates by smell.
1: Yeah, but what <laughs> That's he, what this guy thinks. So wait, you, you end up having everybody wearing different colognes, so it's just going to confuse him?
2: Yeah, he thinks it's different people, but it actually is different people. <laughs> so I don't really get the point of it either. Um, I also, I think this guy, they think blind people navigate by hearing... So I think a better idea would have, have uh, all these guys like wear different types of shoes,
1: like tap shoes.
2: Well, one guy can have tap shoes, another guy can have combat boots, another guy can have like slippers. Huh. Another guy can have some type of a moccasin. Another guy can wear Crocs. These all make different noises. And the, blind, the blinds of the world, that's how they're like, oh, yeah, it's that fucking asshole who always has Crocs on. That's how they know you.
1: I thought what he, what he was going as, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought where he was going with this was not to punch the guy in the nutsack or punch him in the balls. I thought what you're going to do is go get some shitty cologne and just spray the blind guy. Something oh, smells like with some kind, of like
2: in, kind of like in Pakistan they do with the acid. But with cologne. Yeah,
1: but I mean, what you're doing is you're spraying him with some kind of shitty cologne, like Brute by Fabergé, so he smells like an asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I That'd be a good idea, too.
1: Well, I would rather do that than, like, try to castrate the guy or punch <laughs> him in the balls. Man, it's like, okay, I'm already blind. Well, now your nuts don't work either. Who's to say you can't do both? I would rather just spray him in the face. Okay. Makes sense. Well,
2: we all have preferences. So moving on.
1: Another guy called in with his uh, take on the blind guy punching a blind guy. Hot take.
4: What's up, Dean Lance? Matt in L.A. again. Hey, I wanted to point out <laughs> that you
0: could totally punch a blind person and get away with it because there's no way they could ID you. Uh,
2: <laughs> they they could Still tell the cops you got a good colonia, idea, Vaughn.
0: Anyway. It's
2: yeah! Whatever. Expert. Happy
0: holidays, Dick has Later.
2: oh man I hope people didn't hear that fart I just released yeah gassy over here
1: See, that's the thing you need to be sprayed with some cologne all right last call right here it's about a teenager's titty (laughs) hey guys wait is this (laughs) the baker
2: are we violating some kind of like child porn law for talking about a teenager's titty on the show
1: I don't I don't think this is like a pornographic depiction of a teenager's titty okay
4: Hey guys, this is Buddy the Baker uh, from Houston, Texas. I want to tell you about the time the baker. that I got creeped out by some dude working at a grocery store as a baker.
1: Um, I like how this guy's giving us the purpose of this call. It's like a prelude. You know, like a little preamble. This is what this call is going to be about. Yeah, it's the background. The background.
4: Uh, so... Basically, I got in an argument with a uh, customer over whose cookies are better, the store-made ones, or the ones that he made at some other company, and uh, this guy's he so came high. out with the, line, with the winning line.
1: He's got to be high. But, but I mean, think about it, though. You're a baker. Why wouldn't you be high? <laughs> or <laughs> true. Bait? Yep. I mean, because you could be so stoned, you're baking, and then you're like, sweet, I can eat this because I'm hungry now. Right.
4: Which was? Boy, you don't understand. These cookies are better than breakfast milk from a teenager's titty. And then I didn't have a comeback, so I told him he was right.
2: There's a lot wrong with that expression. Yeah, I don't
1: want to itemize it, but just let it be known. I wouldn't agree with him, though. Would you be like, have you, do you drink breast milk from a teenager's titty?
2: Well, are, are you disagreeing with him about the quality of the cookies or about the, the expression? The expression. That's what I'm saying. It's oh. like,
1: how, how is he comparing? I mean, why is the teenager lactating? That's the first question. Well, what, my question is, okay, she might have gotten knocked up by somebody. Why is he drinking her breast milk?
2: But isn't knocking up a teenager worse than uh, sucking on a teenager's titty in the, in the order of pedophilia?
1: Yeah, but maybe it's his daughter. She got knocked up by somebody and he's hmm. like making her pump her breast so he could have natural teens breast milk. So this is more of like a Grapes of Wrath thing. I'm just saying it's a very perverse thing.
2: <laughs> Does nobody calls the Grapes of Wrath. a disgusting story. Doesn't that happen at the end? <laughs>
1: What did he drink? I don't, uh, it's been years since I've read that story. Think, well, you really think I remember the plot word for word? But, yeah, but I what, what b- happened? believe
2: that the grandpa is starving at the end because they're poor Okies and uh, Rose of Sharon or whatever her fucking name is. She was pregnant, but she lost the baby, you know, because everything's fucking tragic uh, and they don't have any food for grandpa. So grandpa is sucking out, sucks the milk out of her titty. And then a lot of schools, concerns conservative areas, maybe, like, banned the book because, you know, there's, like, some fucking full-on titty-sucking at the end of it. Could
1: be that bad. He doesn't have any teeth.
2: It's just a little bit it's disturbing. Sexual. It's a disturbing yeah. image.
1: It is a bit disturbing.
2: I think uh, John Steinbeck meant for it to be disturbing. I don't know think he thought, like,
1: oh, everybody's going to think this is super cool. Or normal. I, I wonder, the- but this guy, though, I mean, it's... So, so what, how do you argue with that? It's like you say that, you're like, well, I, I don't really understand how this is an analogy.
2: I mean, I would, I would think you have to get um, like Guy Fieri to come in <laughs> and make a judgment call of
1: which cookie's better. Do you think he—you put milk in cookies, though. Do you think he actually made those cookies with a teenager's breast milk?
2: No. Do you understand metaphor? Come on. you were an English major. That's I know. nothing to do no. with
1: actual teenager's
2: breast milk. How do you know? Well, you know, that's I mean, there I'm could saying. be cum in there, right? Well, there could thing. be
1: cum. But what I'm saying is maybe he would, you know, make a cookie with a uh, teenager's breast milk, maybe make a cookie with cow's milk, and then you could taste the difference.
2: See, but now it is, gr- I mean, is it a teenager's breast milk? Now you're actually committing a crime, not just a thought crime.
1: <laughs> is it a crime to cook with a teenager's breast milk?
2: <sighs> it's creepy. Can we just say that?
1: All right, it is creepy. I'll leave it at that. I, and if this was my coworker, I would be like, I don't want to work the same shifts with this guy. He creeps me out. Keep it wrong. <laughs> then you get fired. Later. Would you get fired for that?
2: I think so. Being a problem, difficult employee. I refuse to work with this man. Why? He's talking about teenagers'
1: tits. Let's say your office, like they moved a new guy into your office. You guys shared an office. And he was talking about how he likes to drink his teenage daughter's breast milk. Would, that's you, not- <laughs> would you say something to him or say something to HR?
2: Honestly, probably not. I just feel like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Can I get the TPS
1: report or not? Okay, well, what if he brought in like some cookies one day? Would you eat one of his cookies? No. I <laughs> would not. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Uh, people call signal Hotline, 206-666-3846. We got one email here from Lewis who writes, Hey guys, I'm a somewhat new listener to the show. I decided that I wanted to marathon every podcast you've done, starting with the first one back in, from back in 06.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. This better not go where I think it's going.
1: I've been listening to them on podfeet.net as they had every episode. However, recently they've completely disappeared, and I have uh, no means of listening why? to the episode. Why? why are you reading this one? Well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. My New Year's resolution is to get the old episodes up on uh, our show. It's a, it's a colossal bitch, people. That's why we haven't done it. Wackly's not going to do it. So I'm going to have to do it, but it takes time. All right. So what we're probably going to do is package them and just have them, uh, available on the site. And I'm planning to do this within the next, I don't know, couple months, maybe <laughs> I will do it eventually. It's my new year's resolution. So, um, I, I think it's a good one. Do you have a resolution? A new year's resolution? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I need a new year's resolution. Stop being such a bitch. Yeah, that's a good one. You should try. You should work on that. I don't think it's going to I don't think you're, I don't think it's going to pan out for Clearly
2: I'm not going to stop, but I could be less of a bitch. Yeah. How about you, that? You could
1: try. It's a anyway, what I'm saying, Lewis, is eventually I will have the older episodes up there. The reason we don't is because we want you to listen to the recent episodes. Right, but he's we doing do both. I mean, well, we'd like you to do both, but I mean, the recent episodes, you can listen to it, you can find out what's going on with the show support our current sponsors, but we will have the archives available sooner rather than later.
2: What is going on with that show? Exactly. The we should start on. a podcast called the happening. What is going on with that show? Isn't that, how did that get made get really popular? Is that uh, is that the same kind of idea? Yeah, sort of, <laughs> is, we just talk about other podcasts people have done this before, but we do it with our funny angle, with our, you know, unique perspectives. What is going on with nobody likes onions?
1: What if what if you did a podcast like why are people doing this? Like, why are people <laughs> recording this podcast? Because use...
2: how does that how did that get made to talk about movies, right? And it's like, how did they come up with all tens of millions of dollars to make this movie? It makes uh, no where sense. Podca- <laughs> where podcasts, it's kind of like that doesn't apply, right? Because it's like How did they download, you know? whatever programs we used to do this how did they get skype oh it's free yeah it's well, that's so crazy
1: how did they get how did it get made aren't, aren't they a little bit uh a bit satirical like sarcastic on that show
2: i've never listened to it i honestly for forever i knew it was popular and i never listened to it so i thought i thought it was like a uh like how do they make cheese that kind of thing you know like how do they make uh clips? how did that get made a paper clip? huh
1: I guess I never really uh, paid Maybe attention to Maybe that's a ahead. good
2: idea for a show.
1: <laughs> I always thought it was, how did it get... I thought it was like, how did it get made because it sucks so bad?
2: Oh, I thought that's what it was. That, that's my current notion of
1: what it is. Is that not true either? I, I don't know. I'm about yeah. to check it out. Anyway. Probably I'll get though. those podcasts. I'll get the archives up there soon enough. People listen to the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. Just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. We need some more comments. We really do. We're kind of, There's a deficiency in comments it's a new year give us some comments show us some love also i'm uh reinvigorating the facebook page i'm kind of relaunching it so i've been uh making some changes to the sick and wrong podcast official facebook page i'm posting a lot of new pictures there Wackily's going to write some poetry it's going to be it's going to be a good uh a brand new page are you you're still doing uh, your cartoons right your drawings no No <laughs> We're too lazy for that Well maybe we'll get some I, new have, drawings. I have a Tumblr page so. Yeah maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some new drawings Posted to the Sick and Wrong fan page uh, maybe, maybe you can post some Mohammed cartoons We'd appreciate that But anyway Go to facebook.com Slash sickandwrongpodcast And uh, yeah follow us Like us Give us some love Also we're still selling prints I have a few of them left uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirts Are available at the Sick and Wrong store It's that pink quado T. Oh, so sexy. Just go to com slash store. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Wackily picked pick this one out, and I think it's topical. <laughs> I think it's relevant. What are you trying to get me murdered? I think he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vance and the Valiants, Bomb Iran. I totally forgot about this song. It's, oh, I love it. When, when, when was this song written? I don't love it. I mean, it's very catchy. It is. I'm thinking about it right now. Like the whole show, it's been in the back of my mind. It's uh, basically the tune of what, the, the Beach Boys, Barbara Ann? Yeah, Bomb exactly. Iran. And it, the best thing about <laughs> you can, it is You can, you can Iran, see the creative
2: wheels turning in this guy's head.
1: I mean, Iran has some v- fundamental uh, Islamists that, living there, but, but they didn't you know, have any direct connection. The con- Ayatollah. Yeah, but they didn't have any direct connection, That's a did they, to the, uh, the massacre in France. No, it
2: doesn't matter, though. People get the point, right?
1: Yeah, let's just bomb everyone over there. That whole no, area of the world. No, it's, we're just, we're, it's a satirical song. About bombing Iran. So, About um, bombing Iran. We're going to end the show here with Bomb Iran. People will be back next week with episode, uh, what are we on? 457, which uh, actually will be our uh, nine-year anniversary. Nine years of doing this show. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. When will it stop? That's what I'm wondering. Anyway, till then, take a sleazy. Okay. Right, good night. Bomb, 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 Iran.
3: Bam, 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 I my bam, 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 I bam, 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 I ran, bam, 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 I ran. What country's got a feeling really in the ceiling? Bam, I bum, bam, 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 I ran. Went to a mosque, gonna throw some rocks. Tell the ayatollah, gonna put paint. you in a box. Bam, I bum, bam, 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 bam. Sam's getting pretty hot. Time to turn Iran into a parking lot. Bomb Iran, bomb, 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 bomb Iran, bomb, 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 bomb Iran. The country's got a feeling really in the ceiling. Bomb Iran, bomb, 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 bomb Iran. Call the volunteers, call the bombardiers, call the financiers. Better get.
0: place. No one has sex, but they smell like they just did, okay? It's not their fault. It's hot. I met a local guy over there, something, I don't know his name, something with a lot of Q's, U's, and Z's. I called them nose I said, queasy, what's the big hullabaloo? Which is a dessert over there. What's the big problem? Why can't we get along? He's like, my friend, you must understand we look at the world differently than you do in the West. I'm like, you're exactly right, Q. We look at the world through a two eyebrow system, okay? (laughs) What is up with the monobrow? (laughs) Can I get a tweezer for Teen Wolf over here? Help him out.